What's up, everyone? I'm Kristen, and this is Where Have All the Cowboys Gone podcast. Featured on today's episode is Jenna. She's newly divorced, a single mom, and businesswoman. And I have to say, none of those titles define who she is whatsoever. Jenna gets real about dating again, juggling all her responsibilities as a mom, as well as how she got to where she is now after the heartbreak of her divorce, which included her husband having an affair. She takes us through the timeline of finding out and exposing him and how she navigated through all that to be the strong woman that she is today, both for herself, her children, and the viewers of her highly successful TikTok channel. For anyone that's ever gone through heartbreak or is struggling to see the other side, this episode is for you. Let's go. Jenna, welcome to the podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? You know, I'm alive. Kicking in. in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad to have Jenna on the podcast this week. We've been going back and forth for a bit. Um, She is a super busy mom, businesswoman, and viral TikToker. So I can't wait for our listeners to get to know you more. So Jenna, why don't you kick us off with just an introduction about yourself? My name is Jenna. I am a single mom of two littles, a two-year-old and a three-year-old. And I currently work for a company called Sunkissed and Made Up. And we do hair and makeup for weddings. So whether it's here in Texas where I'm located or if it's outside of the States or you know, outside of Texas. So we'll go anywhere that someone will take us for their wedding or photo shoots, anything like that. And that is what I do full time. And then on the side, I play with (laughs) tutorials and stuff like that on TikTok. So um, also my Instagram. So you can find me there at JennaLynn07. And I'm divorced. I'm like, wait, what am I forgetting? (laughs) But you know what? Being divorced is definitely not part of your identity. It's just something that happened. And you just told me before we hit record that your divorce has been finalized for a year, which is great. Before we dive into that, I do want to say, first of all, Jenna is a beauty queen. Her tutorials are amazing. Her hair is amazing. It's giving me such hair envy. So I'm sure your brides that you work with look at you and are like, hell yeah, this is a qualified person to work on me. How has COVID impacted the wedding industry? I know you're in Texas, so I think things have been a little bit different, but I do know that you travel out of state. So what has work life been like? Um, It's been crazy. So for the period of time that COVID was hard, we couldn't work obviously at all. So then we kind of just sat around and wedding after wedding after wedding canceled. I think we canceled and rescheduled 68 weddings or something like that. Wow. Cause we're booked a year out. So we are like, my life is already pre-planned for a year. And so that was really hard. And then now getting back into it and the more and more that Texas opens, it's flooding with weddings that we recently booked plus all the reschedules. So it's just like been, it's been a whirlwind. And normally we kind of slow down around summertime because it's super hot in Texas, but not right now. It is, it's crazy. I travel about one to two times out of state a month, plus all my Texas weddings. And that's so much to juggle. You know, you have two small children and then you're going from place to place and 
you've recently been divorced. So what has that impact been for you and your family? Oh man, I don't wish divorce upon anyone, not even my worst enemy. Uh, It's very uh, difficult. It brings out different sides of people that you never thought that you would experience or see. I would say the hardest is just, I wanted primary and to do like the normal standard custody, but I'm very glad he fought me for 50, 50, because I don't think I could handle (laughs) as much of a standard custody that you have to take on. Um, Thank God their dad is very involved and wants to be there because I don't know what I would do if it, if it literally was just me, but it's, it's been a balance. It's been a balance to figure out work. I've had to cut down work hours, but then that's hard because I'm on a single income now. So I have my breakdowns and then I'm okay. And then I, but other than that, I mean, I think it's for the best. I think we both have realized that now it's taken a while, but it's totally tough. And it's definitely, you know, especially for women that I've talked about this previously, it's almost starting over, but it's starting over with a bunch of baggage from a previous life. And I think sometimes when people look at divorce, they don't really get that, that yes, you maybe you're done with your previous partner, but you also just have a big part of your life previously that has now rolled into this one. So your divorce is still pretty fresh. Are you ready to kind of put yourself back out there in the world just yet? Or are you letting it marinate for a bit? I've been trying for a while. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. ready. Um, I don't know that I'm ready per se to jump into something very like solid long-term. I mean, if it happens, great. But I think uh, it's harder on like the lonelier nights, you know, like I wish I just even, I mean, I don't even have to be dating them. I wish I just had somebody to come and watch a movie with me or Netflix and chill. (laughs) But I mean, that's the hard part. And then this dating world is, it's different than when I was on Tinder before I met my husband. It's changed a lot. Yeah. And you're not alone in that wanting someone to hang out with just to hang out with. That's not a family member or a girlfriend. We're all in the same boat with you. We feel you. (laughs) I have some male friends and I literally text one the other night and I was like, can we please hang out? I just need male interaction. Like I work with 10 girls. It's 10 of us on the team that are all females. I'm like, I need male interaction. That's an adult. That's not a child screaming in my face. I don't know. It's just different. It's just different with the males. You know, they're just easy Mm-hmm. And they're kind of single-minded versus us. We're like always in our fields and we're overwhelming. And it's just sometimes nice to kick it back with a guy and just be like, I don't have to think about anything right now. Totally. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. A lot. I mean, female energy is good, but sometimes it's, it's a little much. Are you turning back to Tinder or broadening your horizons with dating apps? Or are you just out and about meeting people? What, what's your game plan in, in terms of dating life? All right. So Tinder, I have not even downloaded because I've heard from when I was on it a long time ago, it's not the same. I'm on Bumble and Hinge. Okay. Yep. Most of us are. Yeah. We stay away from Tinder. (laughs) I mean, stay away from all of them. Hinge to me has the, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. The more attractive to me, the more like buttoned up guys, but I don't have much success actually like a date happening from hinge yeah bumble i get 
a lot of dates and not that they're not good looking guys, but they're a little less serious, I would say. Yes. Wanna- Across the board is hinge is like a little, like if you were thinking like you would find the businessman on hinge and then maybe you would find the construction worker on Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or the bartender. Yeah. What's up with all the firefighters, policemen and stuff. I'm so glad you said that. I love hearing that this is a thing in other places. Yes. So many firefighters and police officers on Bumble. And I was at a wedding, I was doing a wedding and the girl was like, one of the bridesmaids was like, stay away from firemen. And her ex fiance, husband, whatever had just cheated on her. And it was a fireman and is on Bumble. And I was like, God, I probably, probably swiped him. (laughs) I feel like they get a lot of swipes. I feel like they get a lot of women just because it's like, I've swiped them and I've had a conversation. And then after that, I've stopped swiping them. Mm. Very just a different vibe. Not yeah. just not a thing. Yeah. I, just, I like have a hard time with things. I, I appreciate people in the line of duty, but it makes me nervous. Like I know me and I know I would not be sleeping at night if they had to like rush out or something. Yeah. 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 No, it's good to know that it's good to know and know what to, what you're looking for, what to stay away from. I've had divorced men on, um, that have said like, they don't really have issues finding women to date. Women are okay um, if they're divorced and if they don't have children. But the women that have come on that are single moms, that are women that are divorced, say that they there's a difference there. Yeah. So are you encountering that? And then do you disclose early on that you're divorced with children? So I think in my profile, it says that you have to like children. But I usually am pretty upfront about it. But you know, what's funny is I found the guys aren't like on there. You can put like, they have children or whatever. They won't even put it on there. And then later, like one guy I swiped recently came out and was like, I have four kids. I was like, I'm sorry. What? Like (laughs) your thing didn't even say anything, like no pictures, nothing. And so that was surprising. And I, I get why they do it. I think, but yes, it's, it's much harder on our side. I feel like through everything with dating guys are the deciding factor. I feel like we get to put in 48% and they get to do 52%. In the end, they're the one who proposes. They're the one that, I don't know. Kind of like the balls in their court usually. It's been hard being a single mom on there. I'm sure. We had one woman on in the past and she had said, you know, she had seen in dating profiles in her area from other men saying like, no moms and they would consider her damaged goods. And she just, I know I had never seen that before either. And she's just like, what am I supposed to do with that? She loves her children. She's not going to lie about her children, but she also doesn't want to make that a barrier in meeting somebody either. So it sounds like Texas because they're a little more Southern gentlemen. And I haven't experienced that. The only thing I've experienced is I actually, had really bad pregnancies. So I'm fixed now. (laughs) As as you would say for a dog. Um, (laughs) I am no longer, uh, I mean, I could, if I did in vitro, but like, you know, I've had a tummy tuck since then and I don't want to go back. So Mm -hmm. that's been hard. So I have, I understand when a guy says, Hey, I want kids of my own. So like, this isn't going to go anywhere. And I've respected that. And yeah, but that's still hard. So hard to hear. So as you continue to kind of navigate through all of these like muddy waters with dating apps, has there been any dates worth highlighting, maybe memorable ones post-divorce or any that you wish you could forget? Um, I had one guy 
we only had like two hours to meet up and I was already in the area and I didn't live downtown. So it was like, it worked out to where we could meet up and I could go home, which was great because, you know, if it's awkward, you, you can get out of it really easily. It was like one of my very first dating experiences post-divorce. And he tells me that he is um, a nymphomaniac and that he is addicted to sex and he's in therapy for it and that he's not fully divorced yet. Oh my God. And he's like, just like word vomit. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to need a drink right now. You know, so I have my drink and I leave and he's like, he kept trying to hang out, but he was, he was a lot. He was like Mm -hmm. very in your face. But that was one of the worst <laughs> kind of thing. I feel like I have worse, but like, I just don't remember them. Right. Cause that, you're done after that. You do one and you're yeah, done. My brain goes, yeah. Yeah. So I do want to ask because this is a big part of your TikTok, and I, you eloquently said, you know, people love the heartbreak stories and the sad yeah. stories, <laughs> but a big part of your TikTok has been your divorce and kind of the breakdown of your marriage. And you've been really open about the fact that your ex-husband had an affair. So can you kind of take us through what happened, how you found out and kind of the result of all of this? Can I start with like how we met and stuff like that? Yeah. Oh, let's get into like, yeah, the whole backstory. Cause I think people are going to want to know. I mean, okay. Oh. Okay. So this is probably where I should have known. I went to AM and we did, I did random roommate matching my last uh, year there that I post-graduation cause I stayed there and worked just a year. Well, I didn't know any of these girls from Adam. So I'm living down the hallway from one of them. He was her boyfriend swear on everyone's lives in the whole world that we never like the most we had said was hi and bye mm-hmm. a couple years later down the road I'm working back in Katie and um he messages me on Facebook and he asked if he can I was super into CrossFit he was like can I come join your CrossFit gym because he played rugby and rugby players train by doing CrossFit and I was like sure he was like I'm gonna be home for this he's younger than me so he was like, I'm going to be home for the summer. And if I could join or whatever. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, and my second question to him was, are you still with her? He was like, no, we're not together. Cause I knew that she, she's not a nice one. <laughs> yeah. That's why you got to ask. Cause you're like, I don't want my house burned down because we're exchanging messages right now. <laughs> not to mention what's funny is she was the one that would crawl into my bed when we were roommates and be like, I think he's cheating on me or I think he's doing this or blah, blah, blah. But I knew what she was doing to him. It just was like this tangled mess. Yeah. So he comes to CrossFit and then he asked me on a date and we go on a date to some sushi restaurant, which by the way, never take a girl to sushi for your first date. Because if you have to watch her engulf a whole roll. (laughs) So it went great. And then the rest was history. And after three months, he proposed. Wow. How old were you at that time? 24. Okay. And he's three years younger, right? Two years younger. Oh, damn. He's pretty bold. I mean, when you're talking, like, first of all, the CrossFit thing was a bunch of bullshit. Like he obviously just wanted to find an in for you, but then, oh yeah. I mean, just proposing three months later. I mean, he doesn't mess around. Yeah. So (laughs) we had a whole year engagement. Mm -hmm. Then we got married. Then we had, I wanted kids because I, I used to want none at all. I used to like watch my sister's kids and I was like, nope, not for me. (laughs) 
Um, and then I turned like 23 and I was like, I want kids. And, um, I still think I did it too early, but we had kids. Um, we had Charlie, my daughter, uh, in 2017. And then we had Channing, my son, 14 months later. So it was around his first birthday. It was Thanksgiving. He wasn't even one yet. And John told me that he was going on a trip with his guy friends. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I mean, I traveled all the time. So I was actually happy when he got to go do something because I was like, okay, he's not going to like hold it against me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so he booked this trip to Vegas. And then he tells me his friend's dad passed away and that they're not going anymore, but he has this ticket. People can't see, but when she said trip to Vegas, she put up air quotes. (laughs) So, you know, that the tide is turning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, come to find out that trip never happened or was never booked, but the dad really did pass away. Oh, so he used his dad's, his friend's dad as an excuse that why his ticket canceled. And now he's going to use his ticket before it goes bad to go somewhere else. So he goes to... Philadelphia and I'm like what the fuck is in Philadelphia like who just chooses on a whim like I can go anywhere I want yep Philadelphia that's yeah that's where I'm going (laughs) and um he tells me because he's grown up playing hockey and rugby his whole life that there's a hockey team there that he's always wanted to see and I was like okay whatever at this point I was just like throwing my hands up because I was like you know what? I talked to one of my girlfriends. She was like, you know, maybe he just needs a break. Y'all are kind of having a little, you had two babies back to back. You haven't had alone time, like blah, blah, blah. Maybe he just needs to take a breather. He'll come back refreshed, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, you're right. I'm going to be good about this. I'm going to be that wife. Right. Right. Yes. Great baby. Philadelphia. Woo. Let's go. (laughs) Right. Um, so he goes and I'm working And my boss is my best friend. I've been working with her. She started the company and I've been working with her for seven years now. And she's like, Jenna, it's a little weird. Like, that's a little weird. Like something's off. Like, where would he go to Philadelphia? Like, blah, blah, blah. So I get home and, you know, those people's, you know, are in your brain and you're like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to pull up. I was on, I was the main person on our account, our Verizon account. So I pull it up and I'm going through all the things and I'm like, I know for a fact that this kid, he is a 80 hour more worker a week. He works his butt off. So I'm like, he doesn't even answer my phone calls. Why is there a phone number over and over? And he's having three hour conversations, four hour conversations. Oh my God. You're making my, my heart drop really because I've been in those shoes where you like are hunting for evidence and then you find it. All the blood leaves your body. You're yeah, like, what like the if fuck? you're not, you're like, I'm just going to look and probably won't find anything. But then when you find it, you're like, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. So then I'm like, oh crap. Okay. So here's this number. So I Google it. Mind you, he messed with the wrong girl because my uncle is a private investigator. Get out. Amazing. So, yeah. So I'm calling my uncle. I'm like, I need you to find this number who's associated with it. But Needless to say, the girl came up in the search anyways, but it, I mean, my uncle's like, here's her social security number. Here's the houses she's lived at. Do we need to show up on her doorstep? And he had every family member. I was like, oh my God. 
So the number brings up, I, I approach him. He's, he's still there. Mind you, he walks outside, I guess, of wherever he's at and he is on the phone and I'm like, Hey, um, I found this number, like, what is going on? Like, who is this? And he was like, what number is it? And he was like, acting like he was putting in his phone. And he was like, Oh, I think that's her Tato's, which is a contractor who works with wife. And he had to use her phone or something stupid. He made up some general lie. And I'm like, okay, well, when you can tell her Tato's wife to call me from that number, then I'll believe you. And he, and like we get off the phone. Well, then I'm like scurrying because I know that now he knows something's processing in my brain. So I'm looking on, he's changing his passwords at this point. Like all his different passwords. I got on his email. I see this thing of his flight. I see this thing that he's booked a room for two guests. And I was like, why wouldn't you just put one? Yeah. So this is like building up, building up, building up. Well, finally it got to a point where I pushed and pushed and pushed. And he was like, Jenna, we'll talk about this when I get home. Some things with you and me haven't been great. And I I really want to work on things. And I figured it out being out here and blah, 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 blah. Skip forward. He comes home. I had the tummy tuck on December 31st. Uh, Channing's birthday was the 7th. So then I'm healing. John had to stay so that he could help me with the kids, right? I already kicked him out by this point. Like when he got home, I was like, we need to just separate. I don't believe you. You know, eventually it came out. He's having something emotional with somebody, but not physical. He refused to admit physical. Did he tell you what was in Philadelphia because he wasn't there for hockey? Was that number that you traced? Was that in Philadelphia? He did go to a hockey game, but not by himself. Not by himself. And so this phone number, it was a Philly phone number though. It was her. And she's in Philadelphia. I called it. She didn't answer, obviously. (laughs) Of course. But yes. So he said... I'm having an emotional affair with somebody. It's someone I met at my brother's bachelor party in New Orleans. And she lives in Louisiana, but she's from Philadelphia. He said she she is the one that suggested Philadelphia was a cool place to visit. So <laughs> compared to New Orleans, uh, okay. I love New Orleans. I know that's yeah. awesome. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, now that we're on this, I gotta show you a picture <laughs> of him at the hockey game. This is what I found on his phone. And that's her? Mm-hmm. He took the photo with her on his phone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> like, first of all, how fucking stupid can you be? How stupid? Like, it's either like you just don't give a shit or you're just so I feel like all these guys that cheat that are like, huh, I'm so slick. I'm, like he literally is like calling her from your plan, buying plane tickets yes. with his email address and probably like a credit card that you have access to. Yes. Dumb ass. Dudley, you know, woman is not going to do that. She's you know, whenever I told him, when I told him everything, I said, I'm just going to let you know you're a horrible cheater because yeah. you fucking sucked at all of that hiding any I mean granted he did get away with it for four months before I found out I'll get there why I got this picture I had the tummy tuck he comes over to help I bought one of those chargers that you set your phone on your your iPhone on instead of plug-in mm-hmm. I did it on purpose and I was like hey got you this cool new charger 
<laughs> and he sets his phone on it at night and I'm sleeping in a recliner next to our bed and he's in the bed because, you know, when you have a tummy tuck, you can't like stretch. So he falls asleep and I pick it up and he's changed his password on everything, but not his passcode to his phone. <laughs> so I'm like, ding, 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 ding. And I was like shocked that it was still, you know, right. Passcode. And he's passed out. And I am like, I'm like, okay, Jenna, 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 where are you going to go? Like not, he's not going to do text messages. He's going to do Snapchat. Cause I call that the cheaters app. Yeah. Yep. I open it. And sure enough, the dumb motherfucker, like I said, saved all of their conversations and pictures. And so I start taking my phone and I don't even read it. I'm just click, 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 click. And he rolls over to like almost wakes up and then he falls back asleep. (laughs) Shit. My, you know, I'm like, my like (laughs) pushing under the blanket. I'm like, yeah, go back to bed. Like dead, I'm dead. (laughs) I take all the pictures, put it back. And then I, I go sit in my car in the garage and my sister, her ex-husband had an affair. So I, with our 50 year old neighbor across the street. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I told you reality TV show here. So I'm sitting in my car and I'm finally going through it all. And I'm like, shit, it's physical. I mean, what they've done to each other talking about everything, how he's going to leave me and take care of her. And he's going to take care of her and her daughter and all these things, pictures of our kids. He's sending back and forth. And that's what upset me because I was like, I don't even have those pictures. Like you didn't even sit, like send me those pictures. And I called my sister and I'm like, what do I do? I finally found it. I was like, he has refused to admit it was anything but emotional and it was physical. And I found it. I'll show you the worst. Oh my God. Are you ready? I feel like everyone's probably really jealous that you get to see all this. I know. Okay, so it's a photo of them kissing. Are they both topless? Yes. Oh my God. Disgusting. But like, (laughs) what are you doing with those? It's just, it's like, it's arrogance, it's stupidity. And then for you to see that, I mean, your heart just must have broke. Yes. First of all, you started this thing, giving him the benefit of the doubt because no one wants to be the crazy wife or woman or girlfriend. And then of course, your suspicions are true. I mean, it just feels like it's the ultimate betrayal. But then when you saw that he was like sending photos of your kids, that to me is like a complete invasion of all things in your marriage and life. Like there's one thing to date somebody and finally introduce them to your kids, but this is a girl you're having an affair with. It it did. That was like the hardest part. Everyone was like, you're not upset about this, this, and this. And I was like, no, that's the hard part is she knows my kids' names. She knows that she knows that I existed. Right. You know, like she's still doing, she had a boyfriend when she was doing all this. Oh my God. That she's been with for 10 years. It's hard for me to understand affairs. The fact that they can completely shut their mind off when they come home. Mm-hmm. I mean, my ex is the worst liar you will ever meet in your life. When they can come home and be normal people and function day to day and have no bad feelings about it. That's the part where I go psychopath. Right. And like, just, yeah, the, the no guilt in the, your situation with having kids, how do you face your children knowing what you've just done 
to the mother of them and be able to come home and face that. And the other thing too, and I just, it's just skeeves me out is for somebody to go have sex with somebody else and then come home and lay in bed next to you. Yes. And then have sex with me. Right. Because that's all they care about sometimes. Sometimes. That's it. Nobody coming at me. (laughs) Boom, period. That's it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, are they thinking about them when they're doing it? Right. Right. I don't know. Oh my. I would love to be a neurologist and just like freaking what brain waves go off when they're doing all this, you know? But it also must be such a rush of adrenaline to be like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm getting on this plane. And oh, my wife, she believed this story. And then it's what for, I mean, we all know it was probably what 30 to 60 seconds. Like, Ooh, you paid a (laughs) lot of money for that. (laughs) It's just like, if you're unhappy and I'm sick of that excuse, because I've actually been friends with men that cheat, that have cheated on women with children that they've been with for extended period of time. And I I've been like, why? And they're like, just, you know, I hit a rough patch and I'm like, (laughs) that makes it okay for you to go have sex with somebody else. So true. Hey, where's all your single guys that have been on here, but don't give me the guy who keeps cheating on people. (laughs) It's crazy because this, the single guys, and literally I've been ghosted by so many guys that said that they were single and wanted to come on. What is the ghosting? I can't. It happens literally in all forms. I'm like, I don't want to date you. I don't want you. I just want you to like say your piece and they'll be so gung-ho. They're like, oh yeah, because girls are like so stupid on the apps. I can't wait to talk. And then the day comes, like the last one was like, I have allergies today. So I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? 43 episodes with all women bearing their souls. Like, and I was like, you can't do this. It's embarrassing. (laughs) I think I took it down, but I made that TikTok video that I was like, if you aren't ready to fucking date, don't be on a dating app. Exactly. And don't ask someone to hang out and then, or go on a date and then never follow through with it. Or ask them on a date. You have a great fucking time and then never call them again. Dating era is not my thing. I have anxiety. So it makes me go, what did I do wrong? Like, what's wrong with me? Like my wheels spin. Yep. Yeah. And you always know when it's coming. Like you can always see like the slow fade. (laughs) Oh yeah. We're not going to be talking tomorrow. (laughs) I just don't even understand. There's this one guy that I clicked with amazing. Like, I mean, like couldn't put the phone down. And then he, I knew he was in Florida and he's moving here because of his like kids and his ex-wife live closer in Texas. And so he was going to be closer and he took a job, whatever. And he's supposed to move at the end of this month. And we couldn't put the phone down back and forth. And then I asked him how the move is going and everything. He's supposed to move at the end of April. Nothing. Oh, terrible. It's terrible because you invest. You know, when you're single, like, even though you're just talking on a phone, you're like, man, I'm not going to go out with my friends tonight because I just, I'm going to chill and wait until we like text later or whatever. I mean, you don't mean to, but it just kind of happens. And I'm like, no motherfucker, listen here. It's so ingrained in this dating culture. Generation, like era we're in, like there's always something better out there. Exactly. Or they think. Right. And because of these apps, there's always like a pool and it's always a fresh pool all the time, even Uh though I do see a lot of repeats. I want to be like, hey, if we match on Bumble and you're making conversation to make conversation and you just want to fuck, then tell me you just want to fuck. Like don't fucking lead me on. 
I'm either going to say, okay, you're hot enough to like, we can do it, but, or, <laughs> or not, nah, no, I'm not feeling this. Just yeah. be honest. You're going to yeah. hurt the person worse in the end when you're not. Absolutely. And while we're on the topic of this, it just, it's a perfect segue into the segment, not a John Wayne. <laughs> so as we just uh, said, ghosting is totally not John Wayne behavior. Jenna, I want to give you the opportunity and the floor to go off on a topic that just does not embody that John Wayne character. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, this is a segment in tribute to the namesake of this podcast, Paula Cole, where have all the cowboys gone? She's looking for her John Wayne. Listen to the lyrics, people. When she's like compromising, she's like, I'll take care of the kids. You go have a beer. And it's like, nah, no, you need somebody good, like a John Wayne to come in and rescue you from that situation. So Jenna, what is something that's not John Wayne behavior that you want to make a plea for? So all of those not a John Wayne's will snap out of it. Can we please get on the same page of the pictures with sunglasses? Oh, this is a good one. It's very similar to the one where they wear hats in every picture and you have no idea what's under it. Whenever you're ready, go. You look like I have no idea. I can only see from your nose down. The eyes say so much, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand. Every single picture on their profile will be sunglasses. And I'm like, how am I supposed to... I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know what you look like. I think you look cute, but what if you take your sunglasses off? You got a wonky eye. Like, I don't know. It like drives me insane. I call it, I call it glass fishing, sunglass fishing. So glass fishing because we're catfishing, but they're glass fishing. Yep. And not even that because men don't take updated photos. You know, that like that sunglasses photo could be like prepubescent them where they're like 17. So you're like, Oh yeah, you do kind of have like a really cool jawline. And then now you're like 39 and 10,000. That's not there anymore. So I feel that I think that needs to end for sure. Oh my God. That's my like pet peeve one. Agreed. I also feel like guys have hideous taste in sunglasses. Like they don't know what they're doing. So good rant for sure. I want to just close the loop with you on your ex. I know that we're kind of popping around because we're like vibing this whole episode. As he admitted to everything, what was your next step? Did you try to work anything out or were you like, we are done. I'm filing for divorce. This is over. So that night was the night before my son's first birthday. So I held it in for 24 hours because I didn't want to ruin his birthday. Yes. So I'm like, priest like still healing from surgery I'm holding in this freaking what just I just found everything he has no idea he thinks I'm acting rude but I've been kind of rude this whole time because I still believed it was physical and not not just emotional comes to the end of the night and I say hey like let's go put the kids down and I ask his parents to stay because his parents are a big factor of knowing when he lies so we go and put the kids down We all come down, we're all sitting in the living room and I'm like, okay, so I'm filing for a divorce. And they're all like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, I found everything. I found the pictures. I found the messages. I know it was more than just emotional. And 
this fucking backfired on me because his parents thought I was trying to turn them against him. And I was like, no, literally y'all know when he's lying and he's been lying this whole time. And I just need y'all to tell me if he's lying. Oh my God. And hold him accountable. Yes. Yeah. And I thought in front of his parents, you know, there's not much more. He He's just like a little scared little puppy, but no, they left and me and him are still conversing about it. And he, I said, do you love me? And he said, no. And I said, do you love her? And he said, yes. And I was like, that's the moment literally like a post-it note in my brain that I was like, all right, I got to respect myself. I got to get out of this. I deserve better than this. Maybe I wasn't perfect in our marriage. You know, nobody is and vice versa. And there's things I could have done differently, but for anybody to sit in a loveless marriage like that, have more respect for yourself and you only live once. So like, I was like, okay, this is going to be fucking hard, but I'm going to do it. I, after the next day I went to the lawyer's office and filed. Hell yeah, girl. I mean, good for you for standing your ground and that it's so brave because so many people stay, especially with children, they stay for stability, but you know what? He probably did the best thing for you was just to say that to you because then you're able to be like, okay, you're not going to mind. Fuck me. I know. And now I'm done. It sucked, but yeah, probably clean cut, cut and dry. Like that was probably better. So the million dollar question is, did he end up with this one? (laughs) He's still with her. (gasps) No, (laughs) I was like really fingers crossed. I was hoping to be like, and the end of the story is they broke up and are never speaking to each other again. They're not on great terms. I'll leave it at that. I know everything now. Best friend that he tells everything to. Oh, so he tells you. Okay. So he tells you everything that's going on in his new relationship. Yes. That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) We've came a long way. (laughs) Oh my. I mean, well, I guess good luck. They're both serial cheaters. It sounds like. So I don't think you can break the cycle that way with like two people who cheat on significant others and bring them together. Well, you know what? You definitely dodged a bullet and spending the rest of your life with someone like that. So good for you. I think you already said it, but anything that you just want to share in terms of what's next for you for love life goals, your kids, um, and any lessons learned, I guess, through this whole experience. Biggest lesson is there's going to be so many days you're going to want to just give up lay in bed. And it's going to be even easier to do that when you don't have kids. You'll obviously still have your like nine to or eight to five job or whatever. So you'll have to get up for that. But like having kids changed my life in this role. Like, I don't think that I would be where I'm at if I wouldn't have had to get up every day and be there for them. It didn't allow me to just sit and wallow and just, you know, all the things, but I think, you know, have more, self-confidence and know that no matter what you did, what you look like, what anything you deserve to be loved just as much as the next person and never settle for someone who puts you in this spot where you feel unwanted and knocked down. So, I mean, I think as hard as hard as it is to pick the option to leave, do what you think is best for you. I mean, I tell people all the time, if you want to go back, go back. If he's willing to go to counseling, whatever, like go back. But mine wasn't. I booked counseling and he didn't show up. And so my counselor was like, there's not much more we can do. You'll know when the time's right. Like we'll get kind of a intuition. 
Yeah. But you know what? The, you're on the other side and you're healing and, you know, oh my God, it's so much better. I, I told him if there's anything, I mean, obviously the tummy tuck helped tremendously. So if anybody needs to get that, do it. I 1000% recommend it. <laughs> um, I would do it a million times over, but the confidence that I have now is exceeds confidence that I've ever had. And, um, something about your thirties, I freaking yes. love my thirties compared to my twenties. Like I would pick my thirties all day. Yep. Same. It is. It's so transformational in life. And you do, you become so much more confident because you really know, who you, know you, are. you know, who you are, you know, what you want, you know, more about the world. And it's hard. It's hard as women to really like stand in your power and your truth and know your worth. And yes, you had to go through a really bad experience to do that, but now you know that and you own it. And I mean, this whole episode, I mean, you're just so confident in yourself and in your conviction and what you've been through. And you and I have been chatting for like two months now, but you're just (laughs) such a great mom and advocate for your kids and, and so strong through all of this. And I give you so much credit and I'm so glad that we were able to dedicate this episode to you because you are a shining example that life can get better and it can be brighter and don't let some shitty relationship or experience hold you back from so many things. There's so much more life to live. Right. Right. It takes time. They are true about that. But once you get over that hump, I mean, I don't know. I can't explain like the freeing and like, sometimes I go, do I even want to be married again? I just love like having myself, my kids. I worry about a guy whenever I'm ready to worry about a guy. It's just so nice. (laughs) And so many people are rushing to get married and I'm like, just slow down. Right. Enjoy it all. And you know what? If you have to vent your frustrations, TikTok is a great place to do that. (laughs) As we wrap up, Jenna, this has been amazing. Please plug away anything that our listeners would benefit from, how they can follow you, connect with you, uh, maybe book with your company, all of that good stuff. I want to give you the opportunity to plug away. Okay. So you can follow me on Instagram at Jenna, J-E-N-N-A, Lynn, L-Y-N-E-0-7. And that is my personal Instagram as well as that is the same name for my TikTok. And if you want to follow my hair specific page, it is Sunkist Jenna Lynn. And then my company is Sunkist and Made Up. Awesome. Well, you are doing amazing. Keep killing it. And I hope, you know, those brides uh, don't drive you too crazy with the summer coming. (laughs) But once you start, you know, you, you start going back into the dating world, come back, give us an update. Let us know how it's going. Yeah. Yeah. If you're out there and you're interested, Give her my, uh, <laughs> your number. <laughs> yes, you hear that? So like, let's make sure the ladies on the podcast feel valued as well. You know, so if you are interested. <laughs> hey, if you're rich enough, I'll do long distance. If you can fly me out to Boston. Like, <laughs> I'll pro- I'm probably going there this year anyways. We'll, we'll work some magic for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jenna, thank you again. It w- this was wonderful. It was. It was so fun. That wraps up another episode of Where Have All the Cowboys Gone podcast. Special thanks to Jenna for coming on and being so real. Be sure to follow Jenna on Instagram and TikTok to keep up with what's next for her. If you like what you heard, you should definitely subscribe. You can subscribe to this podcast so you get episodes when they drop every Monday. You can find it everywhere. 
Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all across the board, go ahead, subscribe, download it ASAP. And while you're doing that, leave a rating and written review of the podcast. If you like what you heard and you want other people to find this podcast as well, written reviews will do that. You can also keep up with the podcast on Instagram at Cowboys Gone Pod. And I will see you next Monday.